At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. I think it's really nice to make the batter and then tell your friends to bring their own toppings or their own, you know, flavorings. Hello, this is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Julia Sherman of Salad for President, and I'm coming to you from my kitchen in Pasadena, California. Today we're gonna to be making healthy buckwheat groat pancakes, which is a recipe from my new book, Arty Parties, an entertaining cookbook. And the recipe is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. We'll be gathering ingredients, blending them all together, and cooking them in our pan, and doing everything alongside each other today. So feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little more time. Okay, let's get started. So my recipe is for five to seven people. My cookbook is all about entertaining for a group, uh, but if I make these pancakes for my family, I often cut it in half. But for the full recipe, we're gonna need one and a half cups of hulled buckwheat groats. And buckwheat groats are different than buckwheat flour. The hulled buckwheat groat has the outer shell removed. And that outer shell is where a lot of the bitterness that you get in buckwheat flour comes from. So just make sure when you're buying your groats, it says that they're hulled and they should be sort of a beige color, not a dark brown. One teaspoon cider vinegar, half a cup of full fat yogurt or non-dairy yogurt, half a cup of milk, buttermilk, or a non-dairy alternative of your choice, four whole large eggs, and then two large egg whites, which are optional, but great for added protein, two ripe bananas, two dates, and if those dates are kind of on the harder, more dense side, then you can soak them in hot water to hydrate, one teaspoon of kosher salt, half a teaspoon almond extract, also optional, but a fun kind of different flavor in there, two teaspoons of baking powder, half a teaspoon of baking soda, and I love to cook my pancakes in a lot of ghee or coconut oil. The ghee gives it a really amplified butter flavor. You can use regular butter as well. Dried or dehydrated berries. So I prefer a dried berry uh, or a freeze-dried berry to a fresh berry, which kind of gives you that wet like those wet pockets in the pancake and uh, the dried or freeze-dried berry is gonna give you an intense flavor without kind of messing with the texture. For equipment, we really don't need much. You're gonna be mixing all the ingredients in a blender. I use a Vitamix. I consider my Vitamix my third child. This is my favorite kitchen tool by far, but I do know they're expensive and you do not need such a high-powered machine for this recipe. Any blender will do. I have a bowl where I'm just soaking the groats, and then I always cook my pancakes in a cast iron pan that's well seasoned, and you need a spatula. The first part to this recipe is soaking the buckwheat groats, which is a really important step. We wanna soften them and break them down before blending them. 
I'm a big planner, so doing this the night before does not bother me. Sometimes I'll even load the blender up with all the other ingredients the night before so that when we wake up in the morning and I have children to deal with, I just blend it all and it's ready to go. But right now I'm going to measure out one and a half cups of the groats. And then I'm gonna pour them into a bowl that's large enough to hold the groats plus a few inches of water. And the buckwheat groats are, like I said, they're kind of a pale yellow color and they have a totally different flavor than buckwheat flour. I really, really love them and they can be sometimes difficult to find. You can always buy them online. I buy them at nuts.com or um, any health food store really, but buying them in bulk is a good thing to do as well. So I'm gonna add my water. I use filtered water because the groats are going to be absorbing water, so I don't want any junk in there. And I'm gonna cover them by a few inches. Let's say like three inches of water. And then I always add a little bit of cider vinegar, which it just helps break them down a little bit more. My buckwheat groats have been soaking overnight on the countertop and the water is kind of cloudy now. So I'm going to just strain the groats through a fine mesh sieve and then rinse it until the water runs completely clear. You're gonna notice that there's sort of like a viscous runoff uh, after the groats have soaked. And so just keep rinsing it and agitating with your hands until you see the water that's coming out the other side of the colander or the sieve uh, running clear. Give it a good shake. And then you're just going to add that to your blender. And again, I'm using a Vita Mix, which is a really large uh, container, but you can use a regular blender. I wouldn't recommend a magic bullet or anything that small because you are gonna have more volume than that. So just dump your buckwheat groats into the blender as soon as they've been shaken of any extra moisture. The possibilities are endless when it comes to uh, adorning your pancake. So, you know, classic could be banana or fresh fruit. I really like to use dried fruit that's been reconstituted in a little bit of hot water. So today we're gonna use blueberries because I think they go really well with the almond extract that I add to the pancake mix. Um, but one of the things I do to prep the dried fruit is to just Put it in some boiling water in a small dish. So I'm gonna do that with my blueberries. I also have some freeze-dried strawberries here that we can use. Uh, and sometimes I like to do a little dollop of uh, ricotta cheese in there, which is kind of nice with the blueberry. It reminds me of blintzes. So those are gonna reconstitute, and I'm actually going to add my medjool date as well because that's a little bit hard. I keep them in the freezer, that way they'll last few months, but that means that we have to soften it before we add it to the blender, otherwise it'll be kind of just like one hard blob that gets bounced around there. All right, so those things are rehydrating. And while that happens, I'm going to finish putting together everything for my pancake, which is just all gonna get dumped into the blender. Before we get started, let's take a little break. The buckwheat groats are in the pitcher of the blender, and now I'm just gonna add the other ingredients to the batter to the blender. So we have 
a quarter cup of plain whole milk yogurt that I actually make myself. I do this every week and I highly recommend you do it. It's super, super easy and it yields a really nice result and it ends up with a lot less plastic waste if you go through as much yogurt as we do. So I'm gonna add that. And then I'm gonna add some whole milk, a banana. So mine is actually frozen. I keep my ripe bananas in the freezer for this explicit purpose. You can use a fresh banana, but just make sure it is super ripe. All the sweetness is gonna come from that banana pretty much. Uh, some baking powder and baking soda. And actually I leave my extra pancake batter in the fridge throughout the week and if it starts to get flat and not uh, rise up as much as you're cooking you can just add an extra pinch of the baking soda and then we add our eggs and I've been getting my eggs at the farmers market and they're like these beautiful beautiful colors and they actually have the option to order to ask for them unwashed which means that they won't take up space in your fridge because when the eggs are unwashed they're actually able to be stored at room temperature which i thought was a very cool thing and now i'm at so i added my eggs and now i'm also going to add some egg whites which is really just for the extra protein so totally optional and what else up oh, some salt that softened date and I like the almond extract as opposed to vanilla extract. I think it's like an unexpected flavor and it's really subtle. And I've always thought that blueberries and almonds go really well together. So because we're using our dried blueberries, I'm gonna do a little dash of almond extract. And then I'm gonna blend this up. I'm gonna blend it for almost a minute because you really want everything to get smooth and consistent in there. You want it, the buckwheat groats to be completely broken down and you don't wanna hear the whirring of any of the pieces of date. So as I mentioned, I love to cook my pancakes in a cast iron pan. And I always think that the first few are kind of throwaway pancakes because for some reason they just never turn out as well so don't get attached to the first one and I'm going to heat up my pan and get it nice and hot and then I'm going to add ghee because I'm a freak for ghee and it's going to smell amazing but you can also use like a uh, an unrefined coconut oil is nice if you want that coconut flavor or a refined coconut oil if you don't like coconut flavor but you just want a nice high heat oil I'm gonna to add to my pan about a teaspoon of the ghee. And I, I came to buckwheat groats through a friend actually who is diabetic and she told me that buckwheat groats were a great carbohydrate for her because they don't spike your blood sugar the way that refined flours do. And so it's not actually a grain. A buckwheat groat is actually the berry of the plant, which I thought was super cool too. So. I'm not a huge fan of traditional buckwheat pancakes. Like I said, I find them to be a little bit too earthy and a little bit bitter. But when you use the hulled groats this way, it doesn't have any bitterness at all. Even my father-in-law, who is very suspicious of anything besides white flour, he loved these pancakes. So that was a huge vote of confidence for me. I'm a huge fan of loophole recipes. So anything that kind of 
lets you indulge, but also convinces you that you're doing something good for yourself. So that's what these pancakes are really all about for me, is that once I developed this recipe, I allowed myself to eat pancakes pretty much, I guess like three or four days a week. For the first trimester of my second pregnancy, I pretty much ate these pancakes exclusively. So my son is 90% buckwheat pancake and he is doing fine. So, all right, our pan is getting hot. So the trick to getting a perfect pancake is really about regulating the heat in the pan. So often I find it starts out a little bit too hot and then you lower it and eventually you find your, by the third or the fourth, you really find your sweet spot. So I'm pouring the pancake directly from the pitcher. And then I'm just going to grab a few of those blueberries and I'm gonna squeeze the liquid out of them and dot the pancake with the blueberries. And whenever I soak dried fruit, which I kind of find that I do pretty often for recipes, for granola, for things like that, I'm actually lowering the heat, this is smoking. I keep the liquid and I use it to, um, to sweeten iced teas and beverages. Uh, it tastes delicious, so don't throw that out. All right, so I'm just like lifting up the edge of the pancake, trying to make sure that it's cooking evenly, adjusting the heat down. And when you start to see bubbles all across the top of the pancake, that's when you're gonna flip it. Oh my God, it smells so good. All right, I think I might be ready here. Another fun way to do this is to use a squeezy bottle with the batter and then make the hole at the top a little bit larger than uh, than normal and then squeeze the pancake into the the pan you can make shapes you can do like just concentric circles and these are so nice and fluffy and crispy they're beautiful all right i'll turn my oven on to 200 and i'll just keep the pancakes in there warming on a sheet tray. The other thing that's cool about these is that if you end up with extra batter and you don't wanna keep that in the fridge or you don't wanna make them later in the week, you can freeze them. So I would freeze a small stack and then wrap it in plastic wrap. You don't wanna do too big of a stack because they will stick together. So only in bunches of, you know, how many you want per serving. And you can keep those in the freezer. But like I said, I keep this batter in the fridge all week and make pancakes for my daughter and for myself and my husband. All right, this one is done, so I'm gonna slide it into the oven. And for some reason, when, when I make pancakes, I always end up using my fish spatula, which is maybe a little bit unconventional, but I find it has like that broader base that just feels like right for this. So if you have any little bits left in the pan, you wanna wipe those out because those will just continue to burn and smoke up your house. And I have learned lately that using a gas stove, the fumes are actually not amazing for kids to breathe in. So I usually have my vent fan going on pretty hard when I'm doing this. All right, let's see, that first one was pretty good. Woo! Nice. And pancakes are a really fun thing to do for a get-together, for a party, I find. Um, I think it's really nice to make the batter and then tell your friends to bring their own toppings or their own, you know, flavorings, whatever it is they like. You'll find that people have very passionate feelings about what should go into a pancake or on top of a pancake. 
Um, I tend to go more on the healthy side of things, but I never say no to a chocolate chip and a pancake either. Maybe this one I'm gonna add some of my freeze-dried fruit. I'm kind of in love with freeze-dried fruit these days. I was introduced to the idea of baking with it by Heidi Swanson, who seems to use it in cookies and cakes, and she has this rye olive oil cake that I just die for in her newest book. And it has a ton of freeze-dried fruit in it. And it really is awesome the way that it adds like intense, intense amplified berry flavor without adding any moisture. Okay, I'm scattering those in. And sometimes I just kind of like poke them into the pancake so that they're somewhat submerged and don't just burn. This is not a very chefy thing to do. I'm sticking my pointer finger into the center of the pancake and like smushing the batter around, but this is real. Okay, nice one. We're really two for two here. I, I, I feel like I set myself up with the whole idea of the first few being a throwaway. These are for sure keepers. Actually, my daughter one day insisted on putting furikake on hers. It did not have any fruit in it. It was just the buckwheat pancake. And uh, they don't have a banana flavor at all. The banana just adds body to the pancake. And the pancake with furikake on it was surprisingly delicious. We gave her major kudos for inventing that sweet and savory vibe to the, the pancake idea. That's two pancakes down. I think since uh, nobody is home right now and I'm making these just for me, that's all I'm gonna do. Two big pancakes tends to do it for me because I go a little crazy on the toppings. Now for the really fun part, which is topping. So I have a unusually large quantity of passion fruit in my house right now, which in Los Angeles, you can walk down the street and if you're looking out for it, you can find them growing pretty much everywhere, even though they're this rarefied thing at the markets and they cost a lot of money. Once they take off, they sort of just take over. And so, you can see the vines just creeping over people's fences and going crazy. So I have some delicious passion fruit and I'm going to put my pancakes on a platter or a plate since it's really just for me. And the more ghee you use, the crispier the edges. So feel free to go crazy there. And then I'm going to top them with my passion fruit, which is like my version of syrup. Oh my god, they're so cool. And then I like to do a little bit of elderberry syrup. Again, part of my whole loophole eating. This is essentially made from agave, but it has elderberry in it as well. And I have actually forged my own elderberries from around my neighborhood and made my own syrup, which was awesome when I froze it, so I have some of that too. So I'm drizzling the elderberry syrup on. Tastes just kind of like current. And then the other thing I'm going to do is add some of my granola. So I have, uh, in the book I say to top it with granola, that's what I like to do just for a little bit of crunch. And I have a granola recipe in the book as well, which has buckwheat in it as well, so it's sort of on theme. You can do toasted coconut, you could do toasted nuts and seeds. What else do we do in our house? Uh, and then something creamy, so I sometimes do labna. I'm gonna do coconut yogurt right now. Or sometimes I'll strain my homemade yogurt and put that on it. 
just a dollop of that. The coconut yogurt is so rich. I find it to be incredibly intense, but also really does the job. I kind of use it the way you would use creme fraiche, which is another nice option. And I'm just gonna dollop that on top. so good and now I have pancake batter for the rest of the week so thank you food 52 I hope your pancakes come out as well as mine did please post a picture tag me let me see and uh, thanks for letting me play you a recipe today you can find me at saladforpresident.com at saladforpresident on Instagram and my book is called arty parties an entertaining cookbook and it is out fall 2021 and it's published by Abrams Books. Thank you so much. Have a great day.